That was the Munster final of 1944. I wasn't at a Rotten Jersey. <laughs> Most people that went to that game had to cycle to the final. Imagine if you asked people to cycle to it now. OTB AM. Live weekday mornings from 7.30 on the OTB Sports app. OTB AM. With Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. All right, we've been waiting all week for this. Ronan O'Gara, good morning to you. How are you? Jara, how's it going? Hi, Ashley. How are you? How have the celebrations been? They were good. They were tough. Yeah, I'm thankful for. Um... <laughs> Tougher than the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think it's it's a big part where you get involved with it too. I think to from the the dressing room uh, afterwards to seeing. I think as we get a bit older too, you see the joy in locals. Uh, that has hit me big time this week just uh, I suppose the pleasure you've given to the people of La Rochelle and I think when you're a player you miss all that really you're kind of consumed by the by the dressing room and by your teammates but um, when you're in the coaching group and you're the coach you don't have many mates so you're down the back of the bus and you're on a bit and you can see a lot of things and you have a lot of spare time and um, you could see um uh, what it meant to the to the people of La Rochelle, so that was cool. It was really cool. Just explain a bit of that to us, will you? Because that, that's interesting. You're, you're quite reflective about that, as opposed to yeah, it was all amazing. It was like actually, I got to see and and I maybe maybe everybody isn't fully aware that like the people of La Rochelle yeah. haven't always had a brilliant rugby team bestriding Europe like a colossus or or competing for the bouclier. It's kind of been a relatively new thing that they've been this successful. So you're you're kind of given an identity to the rugby fans of the area. Exactly, Jordan. That's powerful. I think it's. It was, we were blown away. It was like I think uh, many years ago. Um, I remember when the Tour de France was uh, uh, very, very popular in Ireland, and and when it got to the mountain stage, it's just the um, the images of the of the guys on the bikes literally being helped up the up the mountain. It was literally like that with the bus. The bus was kind of being helped through the port by by the locals. It was very, very powerful scenes where like. You know, when you strip it back a little bit, there's a bus here. The bus is the immovable object. You know what I mean? The people shouldn't be in its way, yet they wanted to touch the bus. They wanted to throw scarves, jerseys, uh, whatever they could to to the to the players. Um, and I think, yeah, as you say, um, you know, eight years ago, the team was pro de So, like, the, the Champions Cup... Um, has blown them away, you know, and like I suppose on on the roof of Europe or something they were talking about it over over here and you know, I mean to be put in the same category as as you know Leinster or um teams like that if for La Rochelle it's it's very, very hard for them to understand that. And I guess that's very powerful for you as well. It's been interesting for just watching the coverage, like the telegraph immediately O'Gara and England and everybody's talking about the next job but for me the bit here is where you said this is the start of something and like I, you know, I'm not asking you to tell us exactly what your plans are but there's something very intoxicating and powerful about being at the beginning of a journey where it's all yours now in terms of this group you have control yeah. over what happens next yeah exactly and with that, the next three weeks are incredibly important too because I'd like to think we start a new journey this weekend. You know, we have, we have a tricky fixture in Lyon, but you're still 
uh, potentially four games away from being champions of France. That's the bouquet. That's where the history is. That's where the love is. That's you know, what I mean, I think the the fantasy competition nearly was the the European Cup because the people thought that can never happen. But one day they, they dreamt of, um, you know, what I mean winning the bouquet. But uh, I suppose the fact that. And the manner, I think, in church, there was a bit of a fairy tale ending, to be fair. And, you know, I mean, that's, it's very rarely that that happens in sport. You contrast what happened 12 months ago in Twickenham when we probably felt we had a legitimate penalty not given and, and the, the emotions that come with that for the following week as opposed to what happened on Saturday when, you know, the reality is there's nothing between the two teams, literally nothing. And that's why I think, you know, Immediately, you'd have a feeling for uh, Leon Stewart and Felipe and Dennis Leamy and Robin because I know exactly how they're feeling. And there's, as usual, there's an overreaction to probably what went wrong for them and what went right for us. But I, I, I know that it's could so easily been them and we could have been zero out of three as well as you're in terms of big finals and then the fact is that mentally we we don't have it you know so the margins are absolutely tiny uh, and the Leinster management were class they came for a beer in the change room afterwards they were very very um, I suppose uh, it was very big of them to do that Not an easy thing to, to do to hang out and watch your players celebrate but I guess it, mm-hmm. it's the type of thing that maybe they'll feed off uh, over the next while um, can you talk to us about yeah it's it's the mark of them of men too you know I think that is extremely hard but they did it you know and the easy thing was to stay in their own training room but no they they did what what they felt was right and I think it was very appreciated by, by the whole of our environment you talked about the bus being the immovable object your defence was a bit of an immovable object over the course of the game as well um, you know we, we did a piece with um uh, the some of the analysts in the build-up to the game and then after the game as well and it was clear that the stats show your ability to challenge Leinster's breakdown is something that had this ripple effect on their ability to be creative over the course of the 87, 88, whatever, how long, however long the match lasted. So how far out in advance did you think, OK, if we're going to win this game, it's going to be by starting with that and then everything else has to go your way as well but when did the game plan begin to emerge in your mind in the build up to the match um, yeah it's an interesting question I, I find I my I suppose massive source of comfort what I don't I don't think there's a coach in the world with uh the certain players at its disposable in terms of poaching balls. So I'm, I'm including test teams in this. You know, if you go through the team in terms of Aldred can obviously poach the ball. Liebenberg is very good at poaching the ball. Uh, Will Skelton can poach the ball. Pierre Bougarit is a machine. Facunda Boss is the same. Uh, Winnie Antonio, Ray DeWardy, Danny Preso. They're only forwards now, OK? And then if you go, you have Dante and you have Batia. Uh, so if you see, uh, I suppose, how we set up defensively, we, we kind of change the position of our number 10 a lot. So we want him running the game and want him fresh. So kind of keep him out of, the, I suppose, the the heavy goods vehicles, as I call them, running up the middle of the pitch. So, I mean, if it, it, the, the options for, for 
uh, attacking teams would be you're either um, and it was obviously a bit weakened without Carbarla because he's like an extra forward so you, your options are either you run at Liebenberg um, who will chop you and you have uh, on the inside you have Bulgarit poaching and on the outside you have Dante poaching if you go a channel wider you're going to run into Dante and you have um, um Bougaret inside poaching, so it's very, very, I suppose, m- methodical. What I suppose we put a bit, of, a lot of work into is just uh, the importance of collisions one and two. If you don't get them right against Leinster, you don't win the game. So for us, that was a big focus, trying to just because they have a brilliant attack, we we just had to dent them at the first uh, at the first collision. At, at what stage in the game are you happy with how it's playing out? I think the only stage I was unhappy was probably eighteen ten, and then the yellow card was like, oh wow, 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 wow. <laughs> um, so that's where you felt, um, you know, next score probably game over if it goes to. To, to the boys in blue you know so um, but I think uh, it was great to see I suppose some of the one of the, some of the key messages from losing and learning in finals the I suppose the ability just to for the boys to um, to play and express themselves and, and don't die wondering just uh, ha- having a go and I think that was probably yeah, we made we made errors with the ball and we were inaccurate with the ball. Yeah, but I thought the the mentality of the players was interesting. They didn't get um, what's the word uh, tightened up or frozen by by execution errors. I think they had that willingness to throw the pass. They had that willingness to probably uh, go a little bit deeper with their kicks. That for me is very pleasing to see them express themselves on the biggest stage in Europe. It must be so satisfying as well, having lost last year to Toulouse and now to come back a year on to have, I suppose, sorted out some of those wrongs, some of those things that went wrong and to have improved and to now say we've got over the line because it can hurt so much at that final stage and then to be able to come back and go, right, we we did something about that. Yeah, you've no idea. Yeah, there's no point saying otherwise. It's, it's exactly why you... Suffering silence and isolation for seven days after Toulouse, and uh, on on a double front too. You know, I think mentally uh, it has a huge impact um, getting beaten in back to back finals. So I mean, summer wasn't easy. Pre season planning wasn't easy. For last four to five games, starting the season. So you kind of supporters are going well yeah this probably guy is out of his depth you know uh, but I don't think the players panicked I don't think the staff panicked and um, you know to think that we went on a journey to, to Europe um, to, to obviously with, with uh, a very 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 narrow victory against a classy team uh, is very very pleasing and yeah, I think for people that weren't there, Marseille, I, I didn't understand the history of Marseille and, and Paris uh, um, in the in the soccer. You know, I think when you're over here, there's huge history and 
Uh, it's a mythical stadium. The surface is beautiful. The stands, the, I think the way the supporters are are placed in the stadium, it gives it a great feel. The place was... Uh, and for um, a final, there was a lot of Leinster and La Rochelle fans. There wasn't a lot of neutrals, so there was a great atmosphere and Leinster fans had their moments, La Rochelle fans had their moments, but it was... It was um, it was a great atmosphere, um, but uh, I think from a venue, the venue added a lot to it. I think I think it really, really um, felt uh, like one of those special monster uh, monster sorry special European occasions. <laughs> Freudian slip there. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, there are so many similarities to I think yeah you know, the loyalty our shell fans, monster fans. When you started off this journey, it was. Uh, you know, I mean, Gallov talking about you know you want to try and keep Toulouse under under um, under fifty points. Like uh, I'd say less than eighteen months ago, Joe, we got beaten forty nine nil in Racing. So you know that kind of there isn't much logic to to what has happened since. If you look at that day, when you when you were talking about the the. Uh, defeats at the start of the season what were your own doubts like because you know you you clearly are self-reflective and questioning everything even after victories you question everything so what was so two two beaten finals last year and then a a slow start to the year what was going through your head um genuinely i was okay you would obviously would have um they were desperately difficult fixtures but i think for me um I could see the hangover affecting people differently. I think if you don't process, well, you mean the depth of hurt involved in losing two finals, you've missed something. So for me, the start of the season was always going to be slow. Uh, and people make, I think, comparisons with French rugby when they don't really understand the template. It's an 11-month season. All coaches are looking for intensity it's impossible to have intensity for 11 months of the season you're just it doesn't work you know you're going to blow up so I think what you learn with a bit of time is how to time your run and when you need to kind of push these boys and put a squeeze on them and then the other times where you can cut them a bit of slack so uh, I think what we've got right this year is I've been big on time off I don't want to give them as much holidays and as much time away from the place as possible which other people might go, well, oh, they're on a bit of a freebie here or he's got, you know, his leash is too loose with these boys. But I think they they like that. They like coming, I think, in. And, you mean, another lesson was kind of, I think, my monster worked in my time was Cork Limerick. Everyone said that it'll never work, but it was brilliant because we only saw the Limerick guys twice a week, but there was always new stories. There was always freshness. There was always that... I think capacity to interest your teammate, and and if you have the same faces and doing the same routine day after day after day after day, it just becomes monotonous. So you try and break it up as much as you can, Jerry. You try and keep a spark with it, uh, even though you're whatever uh, approaching nearly forty games a year. But uh, I think boys like playing games; they're not really that interested in training, you know. Ronan, talk us through those final minutes. How are you feeling? Oh, jeez, I just, 
all I could do was just have my eyes on Wayne Barnes, you know, I just wanted to, I just was hoping that left arm wouldn't raise, but whatever way the play was going, if he was to raise that hand, I think it was, it was going to be penalty to blue, game over, you know, so you got to remember too, this wasn't a top 14 game where you kind of get an all freebie now and then from the referee if if you're the home team. <laughs> <laughs> no chance. <laughs> so, like, this is one of the world's best referees on the biggest occasion of all. So if there's foul player going off your feet and there's a highly likelihood when you're kind of picking go 50 times that you have the capacity to, to make that error with just one slip of uh, lack of concentration. But... Um, Skin Ryan has been working hard not all year. It was great, you know, that it came down to his kind of, his play at the end um, and his detail uh, in his first year as a coach, which is phenomenal, really, that, uh, you know, he, he's just adamant that the, the, the quickest and fastest and direct way to the line is north. So don't, don't be passing that ball out to those backs. <laughs> so <laughs> he just... Uh, it was good it was really good discipline to have that capacity after 80 minutes to be able to to think like that and to know what they wanted to do and believe in it and um, I think um, you know it was still um, obviously incredibly um, nerve-wracking because even watching back the replay now I'm still kind of going is he going to give a penalty is he going to give a penalty you know so it just shows what I must have been live. <laughs> uh, did anything surprise you about the aftermath? Were there messages from people you hadn't heard of in a long time? Was there something? Yeah, that... it's been incredible. Yeah, people from all over the world, you know, it's been really touching, really, really touching. Yeah, it was. Um, people have come out of the out of the woodwork, you know, and uh, uh, it's been so powerful. Yeah, it, it was um, because I think when you're in it, you don't appreciate what you've what you've done but it's important that you step back as you say and if you're not touched by those scenes in the port then you you know I mean you're, you're, you're in the wrong business you know it was it was very very special Ger. another special moment was with your kids and your family afterwards they must be wondering they, they, they're not my kids okay <laughs> <laughs> no they're uh, it was great actually they're nephews and nieces and a oh. few of my kids I have five of them, so we wouldn't all fit into the one pick. But it was lovely. I could see where where uh, Jess and the kids were. My two brothers had kind of uh, their base in Dublin, so they had flown over five of them. They're uh, Colin and Jennifer and, and their three kids and my brother and his wife. Uh, so they were kind of obviously in black and yellow on, on a flight all full of blue. So that must have been quite awkward. Um, but it, it was... Um, yeah, I could see see where they were during the game, and uh, I knew exactly after the game where they'd be. So it was nice to be able to uh, to uh, celebrate with them. And just a, a word about that, because you you brought your kids to France when they couldn't speak French, and then you uprooted them after they learned French to go to New Zealand, and then back to La Rochelle. In fairness, it is like one of the nicest places in the world to live. So uh, it all worked out pretty well in the end. But they've made sacrifices too, as you go on this journey, never quite knowing if it was going to work. And then here you are, like one of the youngest now officially best coaches in world rugby. I don't know about that, but I think the great thing from a family point of view is that Jess is happy, the kids are happy. Otherwise, it wouldn't work if she's wanting me out of my, I suppose, environment to get home. 
it just doesn't work, Jerry. You know, you kind of it. The importance of, I suppose, that uh, balance between uh, her and the kids being happy, it, it makes me tick. You know, I think otherwise this thing flops completely. But as you say, um, I mean, the upside of it is Ilda Ray. It's beautiful, but uh, there are times when it's incredibly lonely and isolating as well. But Saturday, as you say, it's it's very different to being a finalist. I get that, you know. Yeah. Finalists is sucks, you know, and, and uh, I've had that for the, for the last two, and um, I think just yeah, when you kind of realise that. Um, your name goes on the cup. That that it, it brings it all all together nicely. Well, we keep score. That's the whole point of the sport. In, and I know you talk about the narrow margins, but the narrow margins are there in, in all the victories and, and all the defeats as well. It it does alter the course of your career from this point forward because you've always got this in the bank. Now it is kind of life changing as a professional sports person to win things. Yeah, it is, and it was always. It took me a few years with the monster boys to realise it. You know, and um, I think you do. You are seen differently w- w- when you win things, and as you say, that's essentially what it comes down to. I think the enjoyment and uh, uh, partaking is good, but the the animal, the competitor inside you that wants to be released, that needs to be. Um, um, challenged there isn't a better I suppose moment than a final of a European Cup and uh, you, you, I, I have to stress obviously I have a, a little part what you do need is a big part of buying and uh, it was great to see the boys uh, sticking sticking on task and, uh, and going hard for 80 minutes for for a team that was probably perceived by others to be not as fit but I, I don't I don't think that's that's the case I think um, they uh, they really uh, showed capacity to find to find a way to win well I've no doubt that uh, you did have a little bit more than a small part to play with that I, I think there's a very short list of people in the world that Leinster fans wouldn't begrudge the victory to you're at the top of the list so congratulations from a Leinster yeah, fan yeah that was nice there was, all of Leinster fans were were really decent even afterwards you know I think that's important to say that they were very very sporting it's, it's you mean if you love your team no matter who the other opposition is you got to be hurting but it would be remiss of me not to mention that too there was a lot of classy Irish people in France and on Saturday and um, uh, I think certainly uh, my brothers and, and, and I appreciated that Well listen congratulations it's a remarkable achievement and as you said the season's not over we wish you the very best of luck talk to you soon Yeah cheers thanks guys see you soon Cheers Ronan OTB AM With Gillette Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.